Today is December 16th, and your third installment of Coheed Decembria. T-minus two days, Shugay's girlfriend and I will be holding hands for 18 straight hours as we make our way out to Sacramento to see Danny and whomever uh, wants to tolerate me for a couple days. But that's not what we're doing right now. Right now, to help entertain you on your holiday trips, we're talking about the third album in the Coheed and Cambria catalog, Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star 4, from Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. Welcome, Danny. Thanks, Dante. You did a really good job uh, uh, enunciating that album title. Oh, thanks. Uh, Danny. Dante. We are recording on Thanksgiving Eve. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Yes. Thanksgiving. <laughs> but uh, this past Sunday, for the very first time, I enjoyed Tofurky. Oh, yeah. How, it was did you very enjoy good. It? it is very I, good, right? Uh, yeah. Um, so salty. It's very salty. But the, uh, the texture... Was very mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, don't understand it at all. We'll never make it. Won't look it up. But I liked it and would eat it again. But yeah, holy smokes, was it uh, was it packing the sodium? Yeah, yeah. It's a salty little little bitch. <laughs> oh, someone's been listening to Good <laughs> Apollo. <laughs> yep, yep. Salty little bitch. She's a salty little bitch. If I eat some more, my butt's gonna itch. I don't think there's a relation between sodium and itchy butts. Oh, he's talking to his son. Is it about your new game? Yeah. Okay, really quick. Really quick. Go grab it and bring it in here. I have time for the important stuff like your new game. Yes. He. Uh, I told him I would get him a new game if he was, he was brave and didn't, uh, not didn't cry, but like just was brave about his getting Did you a call him a bitch? Shot. I did. Okay, so pants. Okay, model. There you go. Now that old fucking change. game did you get him? Okay, close the close the door, please. Ooh, my dad just got me the the new get ready for school. <laughs> He's making a character. You know that's the most important part of uh, getting a new game. Do you enjoy doing that stuff? Like, I, I guess it's different. I really, don't. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah, I like the. You know, uh, Tony Hawk, like that's my game that I played consistently was like, okay, pick my favorite skater. Like I never got into like creating my own or anything. Yeah. It's, I get that paralysis by options. Is there a phrase for that? I was going to say paralysis by analysis, but that's not (laughs) what we're talking about. But it's that same thing, like, if you go to a restaurant and they're like, hey, you can build your own whatever, and you have a mm-hmm. thousand choices. I'm like, shit, I don't know. You should know what's good and make that an option for me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But that same thing where I'll just be going back and forth, this nose or that nose, <laughs> this nose or that nose. Yeah, yeah. By the way, the entirety of this game, I'm looking at the character's back <laughs> of his head. Who but cares? every once in a while, there's a cut scene. <laughs> Yeah, that if shit if better I, look good. If I don't touch my uh, controller for ten minutes, the camera might just start like circling around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, "Oh, there's that nose." 
fuck, I picked the wrong one. <laughs> Scrap it. Start over. <laughs> Just erase the whole thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to furky on Sunday, uh, though I'm not. Ooh, I am very much looking forward to my solitude yeah. tomorrow and, and hopefully Friday. Mm-hmm. I, I need it. Yeah. I really need it. After all that. Yeah, dude, Sunday, it was like seven hours. Wow. And I think Shuge's girlfriend, oh, I know Shuge's girlfriend, could start to feel me uh, rebel. <laughs> yeah. Like, turning to me like, do you want to play one more game? If you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like starting games at hour seven yeah. is, that is not for me. Yeah, me neither. You start you start a game early on. You play one round. And then you, well, I guess I'll see everybody later. Play it while you're waiting for your food. Uh-huh. So then there's like a hard out sure, for this game sure. that you know the game will be over. And then after food, you you do some more mingling and, and chit chatting, and people start to trickle out. Yeah. And then you just make sure you're not the last one to leave. Yeah. yeah. I I was it was told to me, but we also got here an hour late. I'm like, that cool. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I agree. Yeah. That part ruled. Yeah. Um, we didn't miss anything. We were by no means the last to arrive. Uh, we spent an entire work day. <laughs> we put in a solid work day at Friendsgiving. You hold uh, up a time. Is there anywhere I can punch out? I'm ready yeah. to go. Oh, I tr- I wanted to punch out when uh, that guy started talking about started quoting the other guys. What a brought up Die movie, Hard, man. Die Hard as as a Christmas movie, and just oh. we we both made the same joke, which was great. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I me and me and Shay's girlfriend we just went outside just to like get some air, and I was like, hey, let, let's go talk about whether or not hot a hot dog sandwich. <laughs> And you tweeted, or you texted me yes, that same yes. thing. It was just like, how did that side of the table start talking about all this hack shit from over a decade know, ago? man. So fucking weird. And I just found myself just absolutely stewing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is my this is my problem, where I, I cannot let some of this stuff just like roll off my back. <laughs> so I'm just stewing. I'm just like fucking, I know I'm just glaring at this guy from across the table. And... and I do this thing in large groups where I assume I am not only invisible, but like I can pinpoint my voice to go just into the ears I want it to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure shit I say is overheard by hopefully just innocence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, th- there were some comments being made. <laughs> and maybe they were heard by that side of the table, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, uh, so what are you, you're, um, you're packing up and traveling tomorrow, correct? Oh God. Yeah. We're going to Modesto for the day. Mm. Neither of us are looking forward to it, but really, yeah, you got to kind of look at it from the perspective of the kids sort of, and you know, they're going to have fun. Everyone that's going to be there is vaccinated. And so that is good. And Han got that's good. his flu shot today. Lassa got hers a couple of weeks ago and so everyone should be healthy and stuff, but it's going to be a long day. Is it there and back one day? Yeah. Yeah. We won't stay the night. That's decent. What's How early do you have to leave? Um, I don't know. We have some food. I'm going to cook our food before we leave. So I don't know if I'm going to do that tonight or in the morning because 
my mother-in-law is going to be like cooking a bunch of, you know, food for everyone else. And we're the weirdos who don't eat meat. And so we can either wait till we get there and like find a spot in the oven, which is what we've done before, or just cook it ahead of time and just pop it in the microwave when we're ready to eat. Yeah. I'll probably do that. It's a little easier. So like essentially, well, I mean, you can still eat, you know, the, the mashed potatoes. Yeah. The there's plenty of stuff that, that stuff. we could eat if we weren't bringing our own food, but. I went to Trader Joe's and went a little nuts on like got a sort of like a tofurkey roast kind of thing. And then like a deep fried cheese filled olives. <laughs> uh, deep fried cheese filled. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard of a deep fried olive. I know. Me neither. But Amanda loves olives. They're great. So, yeah. I figured I'd cook those up and I got. I think I got one other thing that I want to... Oh, some greens. Some kind of like greens dish or whatever. Speaking of all of this Thanksgiving food, I saw one of those typically annoying like Twitter or Facebook prompts. Mm -hmm. But hey, we need to fill time. Yeah, yeah. So Danny, I'm going to list nine things and you're going to tell me the one that uh, is eliminated. Okay. Okay, I I found this to be incredibly easy Um, for the two things that um, are meat dishes. You can just, in your mind, substitute the vegetarian version. version. Yeah, yeah. All right, so here are the nine. Turkey, dinner rolls, Mm -hmm. mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, stuffing, Mm -hmm. pies, Green bean casserole. That one's gone. I don't care what the other ones are. That one's gone. Uh, okay. What are the other? I will just go ahead and read the, the other the ones. La- the last two, ham and gravy. Yeah, yeah. Bye, green bean casserole. See you later. Okay. Yeah, green bean casserole. Gross. No, no. I don't like it. Green beans, I like. Casserole, okay. most of the time I like. Uh, but green bean casserole, it's, it's all like goopy and overcooked and... Or undercooked, and it's it's just never <laughs> done like correctly. You. Okay, I've never had one that I liked. That's fair. Yeah. What about you? Not that green bean casserole is my favorite, or even something I would, you know, if if I'm looking at a big Thanksgiving buffet, mm-hmm. I may skip it. But I would, when I see ham, I scoff. Really? Not a ham man. Hmm. I was a I was I a think, ham man back. Back in my meat days, I think ham is for children. Okay, I think it's it's yeah. soft. It's soft, gummy, salty meat. Mm-hmm. It it regular ham might be more salty than vegan turkey. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, not not a ham guy oh, at all. Okay, okay. Ooh, this could have been an overrated, underrated favorite, least favorite, mm-hmm. but I didn't think about it. But just Danny, what is your favorite? Holiday pie. Apple. Apple pie is just my favorite in general. Okay. No matter what time of year it is. Least favorite. Least favorite. I don't know if I have a least favorite. Let's see. You've got apple pie. You've got pumpkin pie. Good. You've got sweet potato pie. I had it for the first time last year. That was really good. Don't know if I've ever had it. Uh, it tastes like pumpkin pie, basically. A little bit. Okay. Um, You've got... Like a strawberry rhubarb? Oh, fucking forget about it. You've got pecan? Great. 
It's good. Like a berry What about just pie? like a like a chocolate, you know, like a it's like that like chocolate kind oh, of jello type filling? Uh anything with meringue on it. Oh bad. You don't yeah, like meringue. I don't like meringue. Okay. Like lemon meringue, I'll eat the lemon, but the meringue sure. can fuck off. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Okay, your favorite, least favorite. Pecan is favorite. Ooh, fancy. Big pecan guy. Least favorite. You know, I never was a big pumpkin pie guy until maybe this past year where I had just like really good, warm Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. pumpkin pie, like spiced well. The crust was great. Like, I was like, oh, really wrong with a pumpkin pie. Yeah, maybe it was just like, you know, cold store-bought mm-hmm. kind of generic pie. I was like, I don't like this. But yeah, the good stuff was good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, least favorite. I don't. I probably haven't sampled enough pies to feel strongly. Like, I don't love pumpkin pie, but I might go, that's more overrated to me sure, than, sure. than I do dislike it. But yeah, I don't know that I've ever had like a strawberry or cherry or blackberry pie to to really know huh i i think i think a lot of this pie really has to do with the uh the crust job sure sure if it's like if it's like a plain crust that is just there to hold the filling i don't Mm -hmm. like it i want that crust to be flavorful hmm okay yeah crust is a big one because you get you can get like a really bland crust that like obviously wasn't salted or like doesn't have enough butter in it or something like that. And it's dry. Yeah. And yeah. Yucky. But then like you'll get a fucking graham cracker crust that just makes you jizz. And yeah, I'm not invited back to most <laughs> holiday functions. <laughs> There's kids around. And I'm like, <laughs> like, well, it's only kids if they like land on eggs. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> I don't know when you teach him about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Uh, now I just want some fucking pie, man. Yeah, I was just thinking after this, I might go to the store and get... I Because the store-bought pumpkin... Or not pumpkin. Uh, pecan pie yeah, is usually yeah. pretty decent. Usually pretty good. Depends on where you're going. I also, though, with the pecan pie, I like the whole thing, but the ratio of goopy pecan mm-hmm. to pecan roof nutty crust pecan yeah has to be if there's too much goop yeah yeah i you don't could, like it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, i'd rather like a thin slice where it's almost like one third crust one third goop one third actual whole pecans okay that seems about right to me yeah what about like I can't think of what if it's like, okay, we'll do it in quarters, I guess. What okay. if it's a, a quarter crust, quarter goop and like a half pecan? Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. That's great. Okay. Just, yep. just a half a pecan right on top and you're fine with that. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's might where might be where you go when I said that. So I had to throw it in there. God, it seems so annoying to have to talk to me. Just, Fucking, I, I know everything I say is a potential landmine. <laughs> you ready to talk about some Coheed and Cambria? You ready yeah, to fly on, fly on up to the key work? Sure. All right. 
Dung, 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 Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star 4, Volume 1, for fear through the eyes of madness. You know, I forgot to say Volume 1. Oh, my God. When I intro to the episode. Scrap it. Yep, scrap it. Lo- I'll lose t- it all, it's trash. I'll this put it trash. in, I'll like, cut in between. Volume 1. <laughs> Which is uh, how loud people should listen to this episode, mm-hmm. am I right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I-, I actually didn't know until we were started doing stuff for these episodes that um no world for tomorrow is good apollo and burning star four volume two yeah because it's not it's, it's it's not as apparent no I, I i don't know if they were trying to be more commercially appealing or whatever so. but it's yeah it's nowhere on the album artwork or anything mm-hmm. bullshit i agree come on coheed and any album notes or anything to talk about before we just dive into our top fives, which I believe will be our collective top five? So I do have some things I want to talk about about this album. Okay. I think this is the best Coheed and Cambria album. In Keeping Secrets is my favorite. Yeah. But this is the best. When it comes to my glaring omissions, and this is a bit of a spoiler, but we're going to go for it anyway. When it comes to gl- a list of glaring omissions, everything but wake up. So we we feel quite differently about this album. I like it a lot. I do too, but I think it has high highs and low lows. Okay. okay. And that's okay when mm-hmm. a band like this takes crazy swings mm-hmm. and is doing mm-hmm. this 75-minute opus. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some stuff that you don't like. I think the misses on this one musically are not as bad as some of the misses on um, In Keeping Secrets. I disagree. Okay. There is two. There is two songs on here I couldn't even fucking hum a moment of because I thought they hmm. were so bad. Nothing skippable. Blah. Mm-hmm. Just like they were nothing. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So I, I have my glaring omissions. Yeah. I have meh. I have kind of bad. And then I have ruined for me by my friends and or girlfriend at the time. Okay. Okay. Do you ever have those those songs? I do. I do. Or maybe objectively fine. Yeah. 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 I also don't have a. I I remember when this album came out. I saw them touring this album, but this was the last one I listened to in its entirety. Quite a few times. No World for Tomorrow, which we'll talk about next week. Uh, I only listened to until recently a couple times. So yeah, I don't have as much history with this. I didn't talk to my friends about this album, like any anything like that. It took me a while to get five songs. I had it down to five, and then I was listening to it some more and realized that as much as I like one song in particular, it makes me way too uncomfortable to listen to because of the lyrics. You can be talking about six different songs though, right? Yeah. I, do you want me to tell you which one I'm talking about? No, because we may get to it. Okay. Okay. But so now I'm kind of worried instead of having like four of the five be the same, I'm worried we're only going to have like two of the five and this <laughs> is going to be so long. This could, I have a feeling we will have one or two matches. Max. Max. So we'll see. We'll see how long this one goes. Uh, 
Do you want to talk about the lyrics being problematic? I do in the context that I just found this out this week doing some research for this. Mm-hmm. I So, okay. He got married to Chandra in 2009. Mm-hmm. This album was 05. Mm-hmm. I did not realize they had already met and were together at this point. Oh, okay. I didn't know that either. And that apparently during the time of this album's conception recording, they were having some issues, mm-hmm. some some troubles. Yes. Hence, maybe some of the bitterness sure, sure. in this album, which is kind of a bummer because it was, maybe it was a cop-out, but it was always at least plausible to say, ah, concept album, character. It's just a story. Removed, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Obviously, personal life is going to influence that mm-hmm. and be the inspiration of some characters and stuff. But knowing that he like was probably truly upset with his future wife mm-hmm. and future mother of his child. Mm-hmm. It makes it a little more problematic. Yeah. It's tough because on the one hand, th- yes, this is a story. Yes. This is a story about a author or a writer or whatever, losing his mind, losing his grip on reality, not being able to tell what's real and what's in the, in the story and stuff like that. Yes, it's all about that, and he. there's obviously some mental health issues going on with the character, especially when it comes to him literally killing his his girlfriend or fiancé or whatever. No, girlfriend, because there's the one song where he asked her to marry him. So yeah, there's a lot of that shit that is problematic to the story. This is also coming out in a time where lyrics like this, talking about killing exes, and things like that were pretty common. And I sang along to that shit. <laughs> but with my 2021 woke goggles on, it's really Ugh. hard to... Yes, I know. It's a terrible thing to say. It's really hard to get through lines like, look what Jesse did to that little whore of a body or whatever. And right. he uses whore a lot and he uses bitch a lot. So it's hard to get through that kind of shit. It makes it hard to listen to some songs on this album. Even some of my favorite songs on this album. But I've, from what I saw, he does have some regrets in some of his older lyrics. And he changes some of the words up now when they're playing live. Or they just don't play certain songs. Uh, or he just doesn't sing those lines altogether. Um, Did you see the video? Um, it's either right before, I think it's right after they play Al the Killer. I didn't get to see the video, I, but I, I did see there was a link to the video, but I didn't watch it. Okay. It's less of an apology or less remorseful than you would want. Oh, bummer. He, it, it's, he just kind of goes like, yeah, I feel kind of worried about this, especially now that I have a kid and I don't want him growing up and hearing this and being like, what the fuck mm-hmm. then? But so, you know, I don't know. But and then he's I think at the end he says something like, ah, I'll probably still sing him again. And it's like, ah, yeah, OK. Yeah, um, I'm I'm curious to see how the story is going now um, with the new album that seems to be impending. And, and even the last album that came out, because that's like part one, I think, um, if anything has really changed as far as like the direction of the story or anything because he's the videos I was watching with the woman explaining the story and all that. Hey everybody editing Danny here. 
I realize I keep talking about these YouTube videos I watch and I don't ever mention who made them. Uh, so I figured I should do that real quick. The woman's YouTube channel is JJ Metalhead. Check her out. Her videos are rad. Okay, back to the episode. She talks about how uh, women or uh, girlfriends or whatever are often just killed off in Claudio's stories as motivation for pu pushing the plot along and stuff. And that's a common trope, especially in comics. I think it's something that we should move past and not just use women as motivation for the hero dude with the dick, you know, like I think there's other ways we can do things like this. So I'm hoping in the newer story, you know, he's kind of learned from stuff that he's written in the past and, but we'll see. So like in, in comic books, it's common for, you know, like the hero's significant other, like something mm -hmm. tragic to happen to her and that motivates him like for revenge or something like that. For revenge or pushes him to like, uh, I think isn't uh, it Claudio is the crowing. This is new information to me, but um, this is all what I got from the videos of the woman explaining it. Claudio is the crowing, but he doesn't want to accept that prophecy or whatever. But then when Ambelina is killed, because uh, that's his, the one who's supposed to be watching over Claudio and they mm -hmm. kind of fall in love and she dies. And as she's dying, they can, she, they profess their love for each other. And that's his motivation to accept his fate as the crowing. But anyway, that, that's a common thing that comes up in comics a lot. It's referred to as fridging for some reason. Fridging. Um, uh, yeah. Fridging because something like you to paste do it with to your a, refrigerator door. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Something to do with a, a comic where the girlfriend was was killed and put in a refrigerator, and that's how she was found, or something like that. That Jeez was like Louise, yeah. But anyway, it's not good. Uh, well, there is a Wikipedia page called "Women in Refrigerators." Uh huh. It's a website created by a group of feminist comic book fans that lists examples of of the superhero comic book trope whereby female characters are affected by injury, raped, killed, or depowered, an event colloquially known as fridging, sometimes to stimulate, protect, stimulate protective traits and often as a plot device intended to move a male character story arc forward. Well, there we go. So Green Lantern, number 54. Let's see, I think... 1994 it refers to an incident in Green Lantern 54 uh, where the title hero comes home in his apartment to find that his girlfriend Alexandra DeWitt has been killed by the villain Major Force bad name <laughs> and stuffed into a refrigerator okay jeez louise good fun stuff anyway so yeah lyrics uh, lyrics are problematic um Thankfully, I've never been much of a lyrics guy, so <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, don't don't blame me. Yeah, I do kind of wonder how like Chandra, his his wife and mother to their child, how she feels about mm -hmm. these lyrics now. And I know she has a hand in writing some of the comic books now. And yeah, but yeah, that I, I wonder if I didn't see any like interviews with her or anything like that. But I wonder if anything exists that expresses her feelings on, yeah, you know, possibly. what Claudio wrote 15 years ago. <laughs> anyway, so I had a hard time picking songs off of this album. I had like eight, eight to 10 songs 
that I wanted for my playlist. But what I ended up doing for the most part um, was picking the songs that made me think of this album. So like there's, you know, part in this song and every time I hear that part or if I think of this album or I see this album cover, I think of these parts of the songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of how I went with a top five. Because like there are songs on here I'm like, oh yeah, this one's really good too. I forgot about this one. But it's not a song that I remember. So sure. off the list. Gotcha. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't be mad at me. That, I mean, that makes... I mean, that's very fair. Um, I think that's probably better than pretending we don't like a song because it mm-hmm. has certain... I, I get why why we wouldn't want to like spotlight a song for that reason. Um, but also... Well, I just think we have pretty differing views on this album. Like, mm-hmm. the songs I like on this album, I love. And I think there's a lot of skippable stuff, to be hmm. honest. Okay, okay. But... Um, let's get into it. Why don't okay. Why don't you go first this time? Alrighty, all right. My number five pick off of album four, technically album three. Willing well too from fear through the eyes of madness. Did this make it to Dante's list? It did. <gasps> wow, that's one that I I don't know what I'm expecting for you to pick, except for maybe one song in particular. No, two songs okay. in particular. Okay. I think we've talked about this album the least, aside from Welcome Home. Yeah, I would say that's you know that's very accurate. So, yeah, I, I really don't know what to expect from you or didn't, and and the more you talk, the more, or like the the less I know because it seems like you could pick anything off this yeah. album. Yeah. So yeah, I really love the just off the bat, like how happy and fun that part sounds, like the intro of this song. It's it always was like very like circusy to me. It's very like bouncy circusy. But the lyrics are still really dark and kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it takes a shift in tone, uh, which I think is great. They're really good at kind of telling story and showing emotion just through the music alone, uh, especially on this album where and especially in the Willingwell suite, like they'll switch tone out of nowhere. They'll switch to something completely different. And I think that's kind of indicative of like, what's going on in the story with this guy's mental state and kind of like jumping all over the place, jumping into reality and jumping in, into the actual story that he's writing and being controlled by the, the 10 speed and all this kind of stuff. When he says, I have a secret, I feel like Coheed fans are like, oh, he said secret. He said it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just very fun. And like you said, how they changed tone. I mean, this is a very specific 
tone that this song is starting with. Yeah, yeah. And it jumps into, so like right after that, I think I jumped to the second time it goes into this, but it goes from that happy, bouncy, circusy kind of sound into this. This one just won't lead me well. I just love that instant shift from like the bouncy part and just boom and he's doing the weird like what is this shit <laughs> like that weird voice that he gets you get a lot of weird claudio yeah. in the last four songs of this album I, I love weird claudio voice and of all the you know spiteful problematic lyrics mm-hmm. i think maybe the best and possibly the most acceptable one is You'll burn in hell while they're digging you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good line. Um, detached from whomever its target is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of this song in general. Well, not not even in general, but multiple parts of this song uh, make me think back a few weeks, a couple months, I guess, to uh, Pink Floyd and Run Like Hell. Yeah, goes kind of like stopping for a second and then kind of doing a reminiscent of Pink Floyd's Run Like Hell intro there a little bit, like palm muted guitar, and then kind of into a classic coheed part with a driving beat and kind of those like pretty very Claudio-esque backing vocals over over the main vocal part. Yeah, this there's just so much going on in the in the William Wells songs in general, um, where they're jumping around, and there's all these different voices and different characters, and it's conveyed really, really well, and I love it. Lots of parts, many Lots parts. Of parts. I, I hear the Pink Floyd. I also feel like there's quite a bit of Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna come in up this later. song. Oh, okay. At 3.38, here's just another part. 3.39. Cool. Very cool. Cool part. Neat guitars. And uh, basically just... Ten seconds later, mm-hmm. we get to a part that is—I don't know if it's a—it's re- not a reprise because it's not the same musically, but it references something that happens in the previous track. Mm-hmm. Maybe by design, maybe not. But uh, I'm going to guess probably. He likes things that uh, run. 
Mm-hmm. Running rabbits, running. Oh no, run mm. like hell's a Pink Floyd song. Never mind. <laughs> Here we go. I get more Iron Maiden there. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that also made me think, again, back to Run Like Hell a little bit. The da na 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 Yeah. I feel like there's some of that in that song. Huh. I, I need to go back and listen to Run Like Hell again because I, I, I Pink Floyd did not come up at all for this track, though Pink yeah, Floyd yeah. certainly comes up other oh. times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to continue playing because I, I stopped it okay. right at another part. Sweet. All the fucking harmonics, yep. the guitars yep. are, it's very, that's very Pink Floyd and it's mm-hmm. theatric. Mm-hmm. You don't need singing. They are, Claudio and Travis are causing a scene in <laughs> yeah. a good way yeah, yeah, with yeah, their yeah, guitars. Yeah. <laughs> My last timestamp is at 448, but I feel like it just kind of is the at end of the song. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I have two that are, after that, and I mean, yeah, you could go from 448, but unless you want to play two minutes of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why don't you go but, with yours? Because mine is just like the no one runs faster part. It's good. Sure. <laughs> uh, 517, they're, they're starting to gear up for a big finish. Okay. ahead just a little bit to get to the the vegetarian meat The keys, the synth, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking haunting and cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh what what do we got going back there? That's your area of expertise. I mean, is that just a chorus? I I think it's just the chorus of of people or person. Oh, okay. I don't think it's a synthesizer. Okay. Yeah. Uh very cool. That's a people. Um oh I do have one one other. I had to flip my paper over. Oh. Um got another yeah. Oh well. You kind of forced my hand here because I'm referencing things that I thought I already would have talked about. Ooh. But we have what not talked about What number is this for you? Is this number five, number four, number three? Really? This is number one. Wow. Yeah. So I, I'm really <laughs> I'm really comfortable here because I'm prematurely firing my watch. <laughs> sure, so sure, to speak. sure, sure. Yeah, this is my, my number one, man. Wow. Um, 
here's here's the last one. There is a song that I will talk about, we will talk about at some point here, Mm -hmm. that is a very badass song, shares a lot of similarities to this song in in terms of style and structure, but it lacks the ending that this song has. Okay, okay. Interesting. This has kind of this big epic rock ending, and it's, Mm -hmm. and it really, it's just, it's, a power chord, G power chord, C power chord, <laughs> F power chord. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like this super simple four chord progression that he's just fucking, you know, nailing on. <laughs> but it's so fucking good. I remember being in my Mazda 626, Ooh. windows rolled up, girlfriend probably feeling <laughs> strapped to the passenger seat, just you, like getting back home, but this song playing and not wanting to get out of the car. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Fucking. Long, long hair shaking around and her just being like, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I mean, she did like Coheed, but. Well, Dante, I'm curious. What's your number five? Hey, Benny Kins. Well, let me tell you, my number one oh, right here. Oh, number one. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Number five. The Willing Well Four, the final cut, the Pink Floydiest yep. of them all. Yep, that's why. Well, I, I take it you did not pick it due to its lyrical content, but I was curious how you felt about the song now as a Pink Floyd superfan. <laughs> I do like this song a lot. I like that there's, I don't know, a good two minutes of just noodling around on guitar at the end of the song. It's pretty good. It wasn't one that I really remembered. I get that. It's a track to me that, like, unless I was going to be like, hey, dad, you might like this. Sure. I probably wouldn't listen to just this song. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But in the context of the album and specifically in the context of the Will and Well Suite, Mm -hmm. it works. Yes, totally. I won't spend too much time on this then, but I got a couple timestamps. This is a song that... This is the Will and Well song that does the least. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the most straight-ahead rock song, straight-ahead classic rock song. Very, yeah. Obviously wears the Pink Floyd influence on its sleeve. <laughs> it's in the title. It might as well be called Will and Well for the Pink Floyd song. <laughs> like, but... All right. So, first time stamp, um, just... This is before the song even like explodes into, you know, a guitar showcase, but there's still some interesting if kind of subdued guitar work going on in the verses. If I had my way, I'd crush your face in the door. 
There's that stops it right before it gets into the chorus. Mm -hmm. But before we get to the chorus, again, we don't talk about. Well, I guess we do talk about the drums, but we can't talk about him too much. Josh Epard. Again, it's it's hard to kind of stand out in a song like this. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's not their proggier, harder stuff. But uh, he deserves some appreciation. That you're a selfish little whore. I'm the selfish little whore. If I had my way, I'd crush your face in the door. Gotta say, when I was, uh, once upon a time when I was drumming, um, I'd be lying if I said, oh, can I, can I just kind of keep things together like Josh does in, in the final cut? Mm-hmm. Because uh, I certainly wasn't capable of much more. <laughs> okay, and while we're going around the horn, um, they they do because this is the in the verses um, in the quieter parts of the song. It's a little more sparse. the The bass has a little room to flourish here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you not like the bass in the song? <laughs> no, I'm just wondering. <laughs> so here is that. If I had my way, I'd crush your face in the door. It's subtle, but you can see he's getting like a different tone. Like they're they have the production budget, they have the studios backing more so than in the first two records. Mm-hmm. And again, even though it's subtle, you know, a, you a, can hear it in the bass. A second before that, I thought I heard I thought I heard Travis doing something really interesting. Could you maybe go back just another second? So what Travis is doing <laughs> is he actually just changed his picks from hard to medium. Oh, okay. Okay. But sharp-eared listeners like yourself will be able... You know what? Let's just play it. If I had my way, I'd crush your face in the door. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know how many times I was going to do this. I, I wanted to go like full Letterman and like have it be funny for three times, <laughs> old for the next three, but then funny again. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I think I'm going to stop it at four. <laughs> Okay. The the first two times though, like the first time you were just kind of like, okay, and then it's the like, second uh, time you were doing the, you were doing the same head bob, and I was like, is he even listening? <laughs> well, the second time I'm listening to the drums, and I'm like, is yeah, there like a fill at the end of this. Like, what's going? What's <laughs> you, you, you really got to listen. Okay, there are a couple things <laughs> I, I do want to play. Okay. The there I actually do in the actual course, which I'm actually going to play this okay. time. Okay. I want to say it's an organ. It's some. It, there's some keys. Yeah, yeah. And it's. I mean, the the intro of the song is just like an organ, like doing one of those things. Th- th- this, I don't know enough about like electronic piano or electric piano, electronic piano. Yeah, yeah. Either works. But anyway, so I'll, I'll just let this okay. play through, and maybe you can analyze the keys for me. Okay. If I had my way, I'd crush your face in the door. Is there? There might be. Are you really just fucking with me again? Well, I did play the chorus. You, you did play the chorus. 
And there is a lot of organ on this song. There is. Um, so like almost all of the, almost all, I think all of the Will and Will mm-hmm. sweet songs, you basically get like two and a half minutes of song mm-hmm. and then a bunch of different parts where like it veers off into interesting directions. Yeah. This one just kind of, you're waiting for him to say, I'm in love <clears throat> and then listen to guitars. Yeah. Etc. Yes. Um, and you get that for like three and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool. Last thing I'll play is at the very end, uh, another time in my Mazda 66, <laughs> this time while it was in motion. Okay. With a different girl trapped in the passenger seat, rolled down the window, middle of the day on a busy street, mm-hmm. uh, and absolutely cranked the speakers <laughs> during this part. That part is so fucking cool. <laughs> is it? You don't think that's cool? No. It's cool. I okay. believe so. Yeah. So I'm, I'm telling you factually, it's cool. <laughs> um, there was a, a DVD of like the making of that I got with this album. Mm-hmm. And they're at like some cabin, I think in like upstate New York. I'm not sure. And he's, Claudio's actually down like by a creek, like playing this. Oh, really? So I, I, I do think I, it could have been bullshit, but I do think there was some, um, ambient sounds being recorded of like you know the mm. the creek and whatnot yeah. while he was playing that i i always thought that was kind of an interesting weird little touch apparently i did not know this it's a tribute to a led zeppelin song called like brawn er our stomp or something hmm. like that and th- this part of the koei song is just called brawn er y b-r-o-n dash oh, okay. y-r okay. yeah 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 i did not know that i don't even know if i'm familiar with the led zeppelin tune but this was kind of, this album, they were saying like, oh, you think we sound like whomever? Oh, fine. We'll fucking show you how much we can sound like whomever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, that is um, that is it for me okay. for the final cut. All right. That's your final cut. 
for the final cut. Correct. Cool. And though for me, this mm-hmm. actually was a beginning. Oh. Oh. Clever. You clever. God. God. <laughs> What's your number four? My number please, four. Please let it be something I have. The Willing Well One, fuel for the feeding end. Which is just the mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So mouth fuel like food. Mouth fuel, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the it's the mashup band I've been waiting for of uh, Smash Mouth and Fuel. Ooh. Yeah. All star parentheses in my hands. <laughs> I don't know any fuel songs. Yes, you do. I mean, I probably do, but no, it's okay. It's okay, Dante. Let's just talk for talk about this Coheed song. Is it on your list? It is. Yay! Yay! Um, that's your number. That's my number four. four. Okay. Uh, I just want to highlight these the fucking weird ass rhythm shit that goes on in this song. This is what I wish for those in once during that little thing but the i love it yeah it's great it's wild you know what i can kind of forgive the sort of vanilla big time arena rock shit they've been writing for the past few years because this they're probably still exhausted from this (laughs) yes 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 (laughs) willing well sweet in general but this is the first time they really start moving into like musical theater territory Mm-hmm. I'm down. I'm down. Do you this is how I feel, my God, for what's been The fries that flood the fight tonight. Is it love that I'm feeling, or is this hate the same? The emotion's enough to kill the same. Don't you just hate it when you're like, you're playing a guitar part and you get distracted and you just keep playing the most amazing rhythm part you've ever written, like just a few times. And the drummer does it too. And the bass player does it too. All at the same time. And you're just like, and then you're back into it. Don't you just hate when that happens? Well, unlike Claudio, I am a technically gifted and proficient guitar player. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So no, I, I don't do that. You've never. But him, him not being a very good guitar player yeah he did say it technically himself. speaking he, d- he said it technically himself. speaking yeah. yeah that's why he he lucks into that accidentally <laughs> such horse shit yeah that this is maybe their most proggy song mm-hmm. on this album mm-hmm. maybe like the fear fear through the eyes of madness gets a, has a little more of a metal tinge to it mm-hmm. yeah um this is yeah weird hard Pro- what is what's like that brand of it's like isn't hard science fiction is that a thing or what what, what am i thinking of oh oh yeah is that called hard science fiction i can't remember but i know what you're talking about where there's like soft sci-fi where it's like star wars where yeah. you don't need to understand why things work they just do 
And there's hard right. sci-fi where there's actual science behind it. When you have to like sit through ex machina or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if that would qualify. But anyway, this is the the version of Prague. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hard Prague. Um, hard Prague. <laughs> this gets my Prague hard. <laughs> Feed little maggots, run little maggots, maggots are running, rabbits are running. Yep, yep. And we get weird Claudio voice in oh, both. So good. This happens at 205. In in Will and Will 2, uh, it's at 222 where it gets a little weird yeah, like that. Yeah. And so they're they're kind of following similar construction. Um and then and then here we just like in Will and Will 2, we get we get much like my hair had in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Parts. <laughs> Love a chipper Spanish part. Feliz sería que hora? Maybe. A couple different translations I read. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this is the most like literal is happy will be the hour. But I, I read some speculation that the meaning might be more like, when will I be happy? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But I I always thought that was such a wild part to have in the song. It's like he, his voice, it, it looks like he, he does that thing where... You see the singer go to like the other weird old school looking mic. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I don't know what those things are called or why it does that to the voice, but he sounds kind of far away or kind of I don't know. But uh I, I really like that as just a sure, why not? Mm-hmm. I just I really like he says try to ignore the part where he says uh the curve of your body. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But the the lead guitar it's kind of broken up and it does this really cool eventually it does this cool like ascension up the neck that I love. Okay. Cool little licks that just come in and out. Mm-hmm. It gives you a little bit, and then it kind of like finishes the phrase on the other side of his lyrics. And and you just got kind of like standard palm mute yeah, guitar yeah, yeah. behind that. And then right right after that, it gets it just gets really pretty. I'm actually going to cut it right there, even though that part rips, because um, <laughs> I think we're going to talk about it a little more in a second. I, I, I'm i sorry. I think I played over what you were going to play, or at least part of it. Uh, that's okay. Um, the, I just kind of like how it opens up there. Um, yeah. Like the key gets brighter or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> the guitar leads get a little cheesy, but I'm kind of okay with it. 
Yeah, I I agree. I they kind of do that quite a bit yeah. in the Will and Well song, or even all, just in general. On this album, they'll, they'll things are kind of into something real cheesy, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it really doesn't. Most of the time, I I don't feel like it's cheesy in that I've heard it before. Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel like maybe I, I can hear the influence, mm-hmm. but the fact that they're doing it, I'm like. Oh no, but it's cool when they do it because they they know something I don't. <laughs> but yeah, uh, opens up is a, is a good way to put it. I just said it was pretty, but I think that was a smarter way of saying it. Is yeah, it, it opens up, it breathes for a second, and then uh, in, in a little bit, uh, I have another example of him not being a very technical guitar player. <laughs> uh, well, my next but. thing is at five minutes. So if you got stuff before that. Okay, I, I, I have this and then at 501, so I'll, I'll just play this part. Okay. Fucking novice. Just, yeah, just... <laughs> I don't know, I... I do, we don't really need something here, but what if I just fucking rip dick for 20 seconds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and, and that's not corny at all, like what he was doing. Like, no, that's no, no, interesting and sick. original. Yeah. But okay. So I'll just say the, the part that you're about to play, my note was just part after part after part after part. Watching his tale with the words he unfolds. A conscious and cold, we never know. These green eyes he laughs, of the dust from his eyes. These words will now learn of the dreams in his mind. Could this be that hard for me? So yeah, we've got like kind of three-ish different parts there. We've got the super weird rhythmic, almost mathy, almost kind of like Mars Volta inspired part going on there. And then it it kind of shifts moods and goes into just a regular kind of progression. And then it opens up with the with those leads. And I love how the lead kind of like follows the vocals sometimes. Um, like right at the end of that part I just played there, it kind of like, I'm going to do it again real quick. The no one is safe and how it just kind of like follows him up and down and, oh, my last part jumps all the way to just at six minutes. Am I hopping over anything of yours? Nope. Okie dokie. The big ship will see the real. The answer will question still. It just again another like, hey, let's do this for two bars, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and add even more layers to the song. Yeah, it, it's the end of the song. I, it's an interesting choice, and I think it's good for like the storytelling arc of the album, mm-hmm. and specifically as the first song of the Will and Will Suite. But it. 
it does end in just that that no one will save your world yeah, and then saying your over world and over. over and over yeah yeah and it doesn't and that's why i i had um fear through the eyes of madness um well one of the reasons i had it above the song well, the, they're both killer mm-hmm. i mean p- put them together that's 15 minutes of great music <laughs> you got there but yeah it just kind of doesn't have an ending and that's great in the album mm-hmm. It's maybe if you were just to listen to the song, it would leave you wanting sure, sure. maybe a little something because it's just a little sparse. But um, where did, where did uh, this one rank on your list? Wow, deuce! We're like we have backwards lists. Yeah, I, you know I could see that potentially being true for the if if we both have the same. Oh wait, no. Well, no. <laughs> Unless you have Final Cut number one, <laughs> nope. I don't know, man. But yeah, I I'm. It's kind of weird to talk, hard to talk about my top two. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna be talking about songs I like less and less <laughs> each time now. But that's okay. Uh, all right then. What is your? I don't know. Fucking whatever's next. I'm. I don't even know where we are now. It would be my number four. Okay, Dante's number four. Welcome home. Home is where you are welcome to. This is my number one. Wow. <laughs> what a normie. I am a normie. No, it's, when, a, it's an amazing when song. When I think of uh, this album, I think of this song. When you go from that acoustic intro to this fucking riff... What riff? Why isn't it playing? <laughs> Sorry. Had had the, the volume down again. Ooh, really, really fucking blew it there. Jeez Louise. To this fucking riff. <laughs> I mean, you gotta give it up. Oh, Gojira Danny has been unleashed. Just makes me want to stomp, man. I fucking got my old phone and charged it just so I could pull this up on YouTube for that one dumbass bit that I fucked up. Oh, I love it. But, but, but in, all, in all serious, folks, in all seriousness. Yes. I mean... Uh, at the risk of sounding like that douchebag from my friend's giving thing the other uh-huh. night. The song's fucking epic, bro. It's fucking epic, bro. Bro. Well, Danny, this is your number one, so this I'll let you take one. the reins. Okay. So Was it uh, ever in doubt that this was your number one? No, no, no. Instant. Instantly. This song, when I first heard it, I loved it. When this song first came out. Wasn't too hot on the rest of the album. That's why I only listened to it, you know, a handful of times. It made me think of uh, the main like riff makes me think of the Tetris theme song 
every time for some reason. They're not, you know, the same, obviously, but it makes me think of it. The like, not the intro, but like the the main, the, you know, the dun 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 dun. The burner, not that Okay, so they do that, right? It's good. Yeah. Very good. It's very good. <laughs> so good, in fact, that they do it twice. I don't think I ever noticed that they did the same thing two times right there. Because it's so fucking sick, I didn't care. Like, yeah, do that again. That was great. <laughs> well, and and they they that little like hammer on thing, you yeah, is like that's letting you know. Don't worry, we're fucking gearing up to do this shit <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I didn't have any early timestamps, but what what where did you just leave it off? Uh, I mean, it's obviously before any lyrics, like one minute, and my first timestamp is one oh five. Okay, so this is on your list. This is my number. Well, yeah, I just introduced this. So it's on it's on your list because it's on mine too. <laughs> yes. We are at my number four. Welcome home. I blame my three COVID shots. Shit. Hey, I'm boosted as well, man. <laughs> um yeah, what what's uh what's at 105? <laughs> this. flying through timestamps here (laughs) uh Um, okay so i love the rhythm of the verse it's very simple but it's so fucking punchy especially with the strings backing the the rhythm guitar and then just the the way he presents every word that's coming out of his mouth and you i i can't help but like sing along to now get in the ground every single Mm. fucking time problematic i know they're super problematic but i would just like cloudy to be more of a proponent of uh eco-friendly cremation rather than burying okay okay i actually don't know the economic or not economic 
uh, ecological yeah. ramifications of. I would imagine actually burning might be worse. Yeah, probably. I feel like. But in in terms of uh, land use, cemeteries are not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're putting them in a box, like just burying someone. That's that's kind of what I want is to be yeah. get like wrapped in like biodegradable fabric, and then you get put in the ground, and then you're you're given back to the earth. Bury me in the belly of a great white. White. <laughs> A gray quike. <laughs> Walk. <laughs> Wike arc you clacking. Uh, God damn it. This stinks. You got, a, you got a bad case of the K's, buddy. Ooh, uh, I strike out a lot is what he means. <laughs> uh, and then all those goddamn pinch harmonics that we were yeah, hearing. Yeah, the harmonics are fucking sick. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, for this being my number one, I don't have that many timestamps. Uh, well, because, you know, the song really does. It's kind of like the final cut where it doesn't do a ton. It doesn't do a ton. There's like three parts. They're all fucking yeah. sick. But it's my number one because it's the one that I think of when I think of this album. Absolutely. Uh, you, you know what? It's absolutely the song I think of when I think of this album, too. So where, how did you first hear this song? I probably first heard this when it premiered on MySpace. You know what I mean? Like through the internet in one way or another. Yeah. Something along those lines. I very specifically remember if you went to the official Cohen and Cambria website, it would, I think it had the picture of like the guillotine and like the, and you could listen to this song on on their website. This was before the album came out. And so I was just play, 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 repeating this song multiple times a day and was like, this is, I cannot believe how good this is. And I honestly don't know if I've ever felt that good about a band I already likes next project or next release normally it's like oh it's not quite what i was hoping for or this delivered beyond all possible expectations 100 percent, 100 percent. well i will play uh i have at 325 because i mean this song basically the the it goes verse course verse like it repeats basically the same thing And then I'm not sure what happens after that. I never really listened to the song beyond that point. Uh, catchy little palm mute bridge. You don't like the solo? I'm joking. Like, he doesn't like the solo. Wow. I'll play the solo only because I know Danny likes it. And then, again, kind of like the final cut, you're just waiting for the guitars to go apeshit. And here's where they do that.
the whole fucking solo is great and I love it all. And when the woe-woes come in, it's good. Uh, it's very good. It's, very, it's a little in keeping secrets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I realize my brain does that thing where in my head, the guitar is doing something, but in actuality, it's not doing quite as much. Mm-hmm. Like my brain is adding some stuff. Hmm. Uh, and I'm curious if, if your brain okay, is okay. broken in a similar right. manner. My brain adds a few more hammer-ons and pull-offs than are actually going on. Okay. Do, you, do you not get that? No, no, it's not doing all of that. What's it doing? It's a, it's gone. It goes. And but like it's, it huh. seems like it should be doing it the whole time. Yeah. Unless I'm mistaken, but I'm pretty sure play, I'm not. Play it one more time. Like it's kind of like that. I think it's maybe the first two of four bars that it does it. Weird. Yeah, which kind of makes me like it a little less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of want it to be doing it the whole time. Yeah, (laughs) still good. And then uh, last thing I'll say about the song, I won't even play it, but the very end, the like when it's going. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun 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 dun. Like that's a very cool string ending. Agreed. Yeah, that song's undeniable. It's yeah. unfucking deniable. You are absolutely within your right to have that number one. Yeah. No, no qualms whatsoever. All right. So that was your number four, my number one. So now we're moving on to Correct. my number three. Right. Now, if you have the same number three as me, we will at least have a partial reverse list going okay. on. <laughs> Let's see. Right, because you had you had you had five fear through mm-hmm. two four fuel four <laughs> and then three. Let's see. <laughs> I can't help it. I love the suffering. I think it's a great song. Don't worry, I only have three timestamps. How, how do you know I don't have this one? Because of your reaction. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> like this one. This one's. Fu- I can recognize some of the catchiness. One of the things I like about this song, it's got the like, hey, hey, little chorus thing that was on the last album too. And and listen close, and you'll hear. Uh, the same piano player from Jimmy Eat World's Sweetness still getting some work.
Remember that? Remember that guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, one key Keith. This was his name. Good old one key. We called him wonky one key Keith. <laughs> he was Hawaiian. It was Waikiki's wonky wonky. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. And love the dual vocals on this, this here part right here. I love give up the ghost as well. This is fun. It is fun. Yeah. Uh, then I've got one more timestamp. love that part man it's like candy for my ears and i want more of it candy for my ears what'd be a good term for that (laughs) who knows i recognize what is catchy with this song but i find this song to be rather corny in ways that are less forgivable (laughs) than the prog year sure 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 i saw the screenshot you sent yeah it's cute we're cute. We're yeah, cute guys. Yeah. A couple of cute buds. Um, th- yeah, this is filed under "Rune for Me" by friends and or girlfriend at the oh, time. Okay, um, okay. They were just like, I was like, you guys, this song is not as good as you think it is. This is not a favorite yeah. house. So let's stop treating it as such. Huh. Okay. Okay. But do you? Whoa! This or a favorite house? Favorite, oh, favorite house. Come on. Come okay, on. Okay. 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 Oh! Oh! Idiot! Do you take me for? Was a favor house on your top five for in keeping? Uh, no, it was not. I still like a favor. I mean, if we're talking top five of songs off of these two albums, yeah, then uh, I don't know. Favor house might make it. Then I don't. I don't really get how that works actually. But <laughs> <laughs> see, out of my top five of these two albums are these seven songs from this album. Uh yeah. Anyway, the favorite house Atlantic is fucking great. I love it. Okay. Interesting. Um. But anyway, that's all my timestamps for that song. It's all right. It's an easy coheating Cambria single. It's fun. Dante hates it. Dante, what's your number three? Are we on number three? We're on. We're on my third and last <laughs> song. Perfect. The Will and Well 3, Apollo 2, The Telling Truth. It's a double colon double song. Double colon. You don't get many of those. <laughs> oh, imagine having two colons. Who, buddy? Uh, just, just one on each hand. 
none where they're supposed to be. Uh, yeah, this song is fucking great. This is by uh, Danny's Woke Omission. Is <laughs> this song? Oh, interesting. Oh, because of the precious little horror. Yeah, body. and the yeah. the fucking sick ass part where he says "bitch," which is also in Apollo One. Yeah, if you like uh, Apollo One, mm-hmm. the writing writer, uh, then just obviously you have to pick this one instead because it's it's extra. It's more, more and better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. You upgraded. I had a bunch of time uh, like notes on this song. But I moved it down to my woke omission after listening to it a, th- a couple times today and feeling really uncomfortable. Uh, oh wow! Listening to it, so I've yeah I've gotten rid of all my notes, but except for one, the mentions of whore and bitch are actually why I chose to put this on yeah, my yeah, list. Yeah. So again, <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna fly past the first three minutes okay, of this song. Okay. The this song truly begins at just about three sixteen. The guitars are doing so much and you really get that Pink Floyd the wall or like you were saying musical theater where it's like the music is really painting some picture for you might be different, you know, depending on the listener, but it it does not need lyrics in those parts. Mm -hmm. The the first few minutes of the song like are are fine. It's kind of a weird proggy, not super catchy, but interesting Mm -hmm. type of song. But yeah, you you just really want to get to the last three minutes of this. Um, three fifty five. If then should they come home? You know, just kind of said how we all talk. <laughs> we all talk and say things like that. little shivers every time it happens it's like gotta chill (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh in a good way right yeah Yeah, that that little and then the Mm. heavy guitar palm mute that comes in and then man what seals the deal for me and i still remember like the first few times i heard the or the first time i heard this i was with my friend Mm -hmm. um at her house and this part came on and we were both like wait a minute but that's like from a song we already know I'll go ahead and censor it 
for uh, Danny's woke self. <laughs> but hearing what did I deserve, mm-hmm. and, or what did I do to deserve, mm-hmm. the Blood Red Summer guitar, mm-hmm. Jesse, <laughs> bad boy, I was just like, I need to find somebody to mansplain this to. <laughs> this is how good this is. I have to talk down to somebody. Um, I boy, it's tough because that lyric is rough, and honestly, I would have been able to defend this a lot easier before I knew that there was some like marital strife sure, sure, sure. going on at the time. Because this this whole world is is full of tear the limbs off his torso mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. shit like that. Or I'm just like it's it's a super violent story and world. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I honestly, and this maybe makes me part of the problem, I just am able to kind of separate it and just think of it in terms of the story. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It, um, it, there are certain times that, yeah, that I can do that. Um, uh, you know, we've talked about brand new quite a few times, and I'm not able to do it with brand new because there is that actual real-life connotation there. But but he and he was also he had real life victims. Yes, yes. As far as we know, Claudio. These are just does not thoughts. Right, and yeah. they're very extreme. Yes. And m- maybe it's maybe it's safe bullshit that artists, specifically and mostly male artists, hide behind. But it's like. When you have it in the context of a comic book story and the art is as goofy as it mm-hmm. is and it's set in a different universe, or maybe not a different universe, but you, you yes, know what I'm, I'm yes. saying, it's easier for me to dismiss mm-hmm. it as having real world yeah, there's, consequences. There are so many like little caveats, I guess, when it comes to Coheed because you've got all those things. Uh, what character is caveat? <laughs> oh, look, the, commander, commander, yes, caveat. Commander right, caveat. I'm sorry, okay. uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot to think about with Coheed when it comes to things like that. Yeah, I don't know. Just listening this morning, I was like, no, no, I don't think I want this in my top five. So I bumped it. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of it, it makes me think of when people fall on either side of like Quentin Tarantino. Sure. A line like not only the line, but the way it's presented mm-hmm. again, the, the dichotomy of the darkness of the lyrics, but the like boppiness of how it's delivered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me feel like it's so over the top. Like how can you so not goofy. see this as yeah. being ridiculous? But again, if, if I, if I was either more sensitive, more sensitive <laughs> Or, or a woman, would I be able to get over it and dismiss it so easily? Sure, sure. I can't answer that, mm-hmm. and it makes me feel like maybe I'm not doing enough to to potentially uh, be less forgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about this? How about I force you gay's girlfriend to listen to the entirety of this album multiple times and see what she thinks? <laughs> if you can get her to listen to it all the way through once and get there's no and way. get a there's no way. her take, I, I would be very excited. M- my my it's never gonna happen, but my best guess would be she she's gonna go. Um, it's not my favorite, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. 
at the very end of that part, the the Jesse part, um, mm-hmm. I'm mansplaining to you now. Did you notice that there's a little glimpse of the um, little maggot part before it goes back? I don't know. Let me get back there. So that was actually 542. That was actually my next timestamp. Oh. <laughs> I just I just wrote, I just put guitar bridge because yeah. then it gets into the last chorus, which I, the chorus is fine in this song. Mm-hmm. I like all the stuff in between. Yeah. But no, I, I, it did not occur to me though that that was the same like melody. Yeah. It's, I, I love it. It's fucking amazing song craft. Like picking and pulling all these different parts. You're picking a reference to your first album. You're picking a reference to your second album. You're picking a reference to a song earlier on this same album. Like it's fucking great. They're an amazing band. I don't know if you've heard them before, but they're really good. Well, I'm going to, could you name three songs? I've seen, I see you got a Coheed tattoo. Name three songs. We're wearing a sweater. (laughs) Um, I got X-ray vision. Let's see. Name three songs. Uh, the willing well. Mm hmm. Two. Okay. The willing well. Drawing a blank. (laughs) Um, I don't know the star Wars overture like three and a half times. Yeah. 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 I forgot to, Oh, um, yeah, there's a lot of Easter eggs, you know, for, for lack of a better term. Something that I was thinking of, I was like, it is kind of bullshit. You can write like two songs and then just copy paste that and then <laughs> write a three minute solo at the end of it and be like, new song. New song. <laughs> no, there's a new song. There's a second colon. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this this album's like, you know, 74 minutes, but it's really like 66 if you take yeah. out the duplicate yeah. shit. No, obviously, I don't think that's bullshit at all. But it also reminded me, I, I can't imagine you have any interest in seeing the new Ghostbusters film. Eh, not, not particularly. From what I understand, it stinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's very much a fan service film. Sure. Which is very funny because the, the director was like, I'm not going to do a Ghostbusters movie unless... Unless you give me lots of money. Yeah, you give me a ton of money, and I just reference things from the the old one. Yep. Um, but apparently, at like one of the like first you know big premieres or screenings or whatever, there was a video of Jason Reitman saying like, "And I hope you enjoy all the Easter eggs." And like someone in the audience, like a, a I think it was a critic, was just like, "Oh." <laughs> Like, cool. Awesome. awesome. I love it. Also, first Ghostbusters movie. Good. Mm-hmm. N- no doubt. But do you go, ooh, I love uh, Ivan Reitman's direction. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. What What did he do? He, he didn't tell Bill Murray to stop sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that guy, and I mean, I, I love Up in the Air, which is a Jason Reitman movie. Mm-hmm. But, like kind of like meat and potatoes bland filmmakers if you ask me yeah 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 
But uh, anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about how I have to whiz something wicked, Uh-oh. and then we will get to your mm, number two, number two, number two, and our last, mm-hmm. our last song. Yeah, it's well. a little anticlimactic that we're not like. And number one is yeah. <laughs> um, but hey, much like any good day, this episode's gonna end with a number two. Oh. One hour later. All right, Danny, why don't you drop that fat number two on us? Hmm, here comes the deuce. The second song that I think of when I think of this album... Ten Speed of God's Blood and Burial. God's Blood. Not in Dante's top five. It is in my overlooked glaring omissions category. I like it. I, I really can't get to this place with it that like where you're at with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little I don't know if I should say I'm surprised. You picked two singles, which is kind of surprising. I mean, I get Welcome Home for sure, but I just I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a ton of history with this album, and the songs I remember are the singles. That's fair. And I love them. This one, the intro of this, I don't know a lot about Iron Maiden. I never really listened to much of them before, but the intro of this kind of just makes me think of Iron Maiden. I tend to agree and also don't know that much about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, Except for that yeah. little, the little high-pitched lead, like that that just... Doo-doo-doo-doo. Yeah. That part, we're going to listen to one, one more time. Yeah, bam. Totally makes me think of the advantage. The, the high part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that little high part. Okay, like yeah, I yeah, can yeah. totally I can see that, that being... Like a, a Nintendo song that it, the advantage is covering. Yeah. Mm, good band. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it, it's fucking great. Uh, the little back and forth on the on the chorus is fucking great. little back and forth can't go wrong i'm curious if that's like the writer and the 10 speed like going back and forth or talking or whatever um like the different voices like the the whispery voices the writer and the, i don't know yeah i i always thought the like demonic voice mm-hmm. was the the bike the bike yeah makes sense yeah sh- should we do you want to fill us in on the like the story of the song um, as to the why I have no idea, but apparently this 10 speed bike is like this demon that wants him to, uh, kill off Anne Melina. And when he does that, he also kills his girlfriend IRL in, in the story IRL. Why? I don't know because this guy's losing his mind. That's why. 
hard to see like what in Claudio's real life inspired this specifically. Like the like why a bike? Why a ta- like it's yeah. just it's just a v- bizarre. I mean, mm-hmm. th- there was a, a very popular uh, musical and movie about a plant like needing to be fed. <laughs> yes, yes. Human. So like, why why not a bike? I suppose, but it's just <laughs> very strange. Yeah, I'd, why a ten speed specifically? I don't know, but sure, it's coheed. Why not? Sure. Love a good lyric dump as the pre-chorus. Speaking of number twos. <laughs> Jesus. We've kind of talked about how as they go along through their albums, they have kind of too many lyrics that they're trying to fit. And and I was listening to my my songs for next week's episode today, and I definitely see that happening more where there's so many lyrics, but there's kind of just like a whole bunch shoved in right there at the little pre-chorus. And it's kind of like an omen of things to come, I guess, maybe. I kind of like it. Like, I think it sounds cool. It doesn't seem to me like overwhelming Mm -hmm. or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, I'd agree. This is the bridge has very kind of like innocent sound to it, which I enjoy. talking voice i was thinking maybe that's the bike i don't know that's got to be the bike too it's all the bike man but yeah that was great great uh drum work by uh josh gad there (laughs) and uh yeah i just love how like nice and like innocent it sounds and it's good it's good i got one more timestamp. uh dante already made a reference to the end of this song earlier You get some weird Claudio voice when when he kind of like resets and they do it one last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets like that weird, like kind of low voice. <laughs> it, it's a very cool song. It's it's a little proggy, a little medley, but still tends to be fairly poppy. Mm-hmm. I put this on the playlist for Shoegaze Girlfriend. wasn't a wasn't a hit. No, no. With her, mm, okay. she said she said it aired a little too on the metal side for her. Mm, okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's a cool song, and the fact that that got radio play was yeah. I mean, it's never in a million years now. <laughs> well, that's it, Dante. That's our top five in a very weird order. Yeah, we jumped around so much. 
so yet yeah, you had Will and Well two, Will and Well one, mm-hmm. Suffering, Ten Speed, Ten Speed. And home. Oh God, your top three was Suffering, Ten Speed, and Welcome Home. All three singles. I'm a normie. Jeez, Louise, out there in the suburbs. <laughs> um, what what would have been your your six? Or was there like a because there's so many, like we said, so many parts on these albums. Was there like a part or even a whole song that you're like, ooh, I, this was tough. This would have been number six. Or this is the part I think about most that didn't make my list. Honestly, the Willing Well 3. Like, okay. that's the one that was on there and I took quite a few notes on. It's a really fucking great song. But yeah, you know, there's issues. I'm curious how you feel about this song. Because this is a song that will, this part will just pop into my head sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think the song overall is like a B, okay. maybe a B minus, but this part. From Crossing the Frame, mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that song sometimes. It but, takes a while to like... Yeah. It's... I, I don't know. But like, it, it's how I kind of feel about this album as a whole sometimes. Where I'm like, oh, this part's amazing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's like waiting to get to the next yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at least in the shorter songs. In the songs that are like three to f- six minutes, mm-hmm. that's how I feel. In the songs that are like seven plus, yeah. I feel like it's all good part, good part, good part, yeah. good part. Um, but yeah, that's that's part just so fucking and <laughs> silly and cute. Yeah, I I really like that song. That one was on the list for a while. That was my first uh, glaring omission. Um, I, I mean, as a whole, I think the the album is pretty solid. Uh, I definitely agree that sometimes you're just kind of waiting for that part uh, on songs, and that it makes those songs a little less memorable, like Crossing the Frame or. Uh, Mother May I or Lion Lies, but I still think I still like them. Yeah. So, so the the songs that I, I was like, okay, I overlooked these glaring omissions. Mm-hmm. Always and never, which you could almost attach to Welcome Home. Yeah. I like Always and Never. I was listening to that today, and it's one that I often just skip and go straight to Welcome sure. Home. But it's a pretty good song. Yeah, it, I, it is kind of nothing, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ten Speed, Crossing the Frame, and then Apollo 1. Yeah. The songs that I'm kind of like meh on, well, Keeping the Blade, again, just the intro song. Yeah, I don't whatever. have anything against it. It's yeah. Fine. And then Once Upon Your Dead Body, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of kind of like Crossing the Frame has a catchy part towards the end, yeah. but it doesn't really do anything for me. But the two songs that I kind of think are just not good are back-to-back on the album, Lying Lies and Dirty Secrets, and Mother May I. Hmm. Those are two songs where I'm like, I could not tell you one fucking thing about how that song goes. But what about the, isn't uh, I'll Leave the Light Off, leave, leave the Light Off to Turn Your Mother On? Isn't that in one of those songs? 
I thought that was in Mother May I. Maybe. Oh, I, I really like that part. It, it's weird. Hmm. Hmm. You're you're a big like. Mmm. You need mommy's milky. Like. Mmm. <laughs> you, you're like. Oh, you got in trouble because Amanda found you googling like mommy milkers. <laughs> yeah. 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 fucking freak and then wake up and the suffering uh, were ruined for me by friends and or girlfriend okay. uh, wake up is just not a good song that's a corny ass song yeah yeah that's a corny ass song i really like the suffering but i get it we all get it mm-hmm. we're all here to get it anyway thanks for listening everybody well, oh yeah. thank you Danny. yeah thanks for listening to me talk dante <laughs> i know it's hard to get through <laughs> And listeners, thank you for listening to me talk Danny. <laughs> and Danny talk me. And Danny talk Han. Danny talk Han lot. Danny talk Han because Han yell Lhasa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And happy Thanksgiving. Aww. Everyone talk everyone. <laughs> Bye. Wow. Bye, Dante. Uh, Join us next week when we talk about No World for Tomorrow. Okay, bye. Field here. Not too sure why the guys didn't uh, bring me out to talk about Coheed and Cambria on this album. I was their AR representative during this time in their career. I got them signed to the major label, whatever major label they're on. And uh, also, I have a I have a dragonfly tattoo on my thigh, and uh, and I just I just love them so much. I love I love Claudio. I love Travis. I love Josh and uh, whoever the bass player is. I love them. I love them all. Matt, Matt, what are you doing? What are you doing out of the, out of your cage? Get back and get Matt Pinfield. Get no, I don't want to. Just no, just let me host 120 minutes again.